Do you know that McDonald's started about 70 years ago? Just shy of that, right? McDonald's, you see it everywhere, right? There's actually about 14,000 plus McDonald's in the United States. There's about 35,000 throughout the world. Quick point of reference, 14,000 or so McDonald's in the United States, about 10,000 hospitals. Let that sink in for a second. Now, granted, most of the hospitals are bigger than a McDonald's, but nonetheless, okay? And before you think this sermon is about the curse that McDonald's is on the culinary world, which is not the direction I'm going to go with it, that's a discussion for another time. The point is, pretty widespread. I've gone a lot of places. It's one little aspect that was dreamt up in two brothers' minds and then brought to light by another person who had a bit of an epiphany of what food service could look like. may not have been the most ethical about how it all came to be what it is, but nonetheless, McDonald's has gone a lot of places. So it's kind of crazy to think, too, how far the curse has gone, right? Think back to Adam and Eve, right? The curse of sin, the curse of death, this weight upon creation that infected all of creation, corrupted all of creation, all, way beyond humanity, all of creation. And last week we we sang a song, right? Joy to the world. And in one of those verses we sing, far as the curse is found, we pray for God's glory to go, right? Well, how far has that gone? How far has that curse gone? How far has that affected all of creation? It's amazing to think that God's word goes out as far as that curse is found. We hear it in the text today, right? Here it is, the word made flesh, born in Bethlehem, right? And shepherds are drawn in. A few others are drawn in. And then at some point, people that have no business even knowing what's going on in this are drawn in. People that are about as far from God as you can imagine. I mean, the magi, that's the word we get from the Greek word, which is magi, which Paul uses later in one of his apostles to talk about sorcerers and magicians. These magi that follow stars that are part of a pagan religion that are outside of the family of Israel by so many degrees of separation that you would think them lost. You would think them as far from God as could possibly be. Yet God draws them to himself. Jesus, that word made flesh, draws those who are far from God to himself. Even think of Herod. Here's Herod in the midst of his palace. He gets word that he probably should have known about if he's ruling over the Jews at this point and has scribes that have been looking into God's word and know God's word. Herod himself, a Gentile, hears word from these other guys about a a king who's been born, king of the Jews, who not will be born or, or was born, but who has been born, meaning who has and is born, king of the Jews, right now, in your presence, Herod, in your lands. Where's he at? We expected him to be at the temple because that's where kings are. That's why we came to the temple, Herod. So Herod, another Gentile. Yet in his courts, God's word is spoken, Right? 
The scribes come in and they say, no, there's one that's coming, a Messiah that's coming. He's going to be born in Bethlehem. This one that's born king of the Jews is going to be born right here in our lands, Herod. One far from God, whose God, God's word is still spoken to. He still hears it. May not have hit here for Herod, but it certainly hit here in his ears. those that are far from God, think of us for a second. I mean, for any of us, unless we're born of, you know, Jewish lineage and have a pure call to say that we're part of God's people outside of Christ, well, we're just as far from God as Herod and the Magi. I mean, born Gentiles, born separated from the tribe of Israel, born separated from God's chosen peculiar people in the way that he chose to select out a particular group. We're born apart from all of that. We're born separate from all of that. We're born as Gentiles, ones that really should have no part in this family of God whatsoever. But God's word still gets spoken. God's word goes out as far as the curse is found, right? As far as that brokenness is found, God's word goes out. Where that brokenness is in our hearts between a relationship as God's creation and himself, in that relationship, God's word goes out. When we're separated for one reason or another, God's word goes out, goes into Hospital rooms where we feel far from God, where we feel that weight and curse of disease and death. God's word goes out, brings joy, even healing. God's word goes out through prison walls. God's word goes out through all of these places where we would not expect God's word to go to. But as far as that curse is found, God's word flows. Think of the community itself. Think how oftentimes we feel very separate from those who we think need to hear God's word but maybe separate ourselves from it. Because it's comfortable. And it's a tendency to kind of pull in and pull away and stay where it's comfortable and stay where it's warm and stay where we know that God takes care of us and provides for us and... and holds on to us. And maybe we feel a little sad for those that are far away or, or maybe we trust that somebody else will take care of it. But as far as the curse is found, I know that wherever that curse is, God's word goes. You see, because God drew people to himself, right? Even as a baby infant draws those Gentiles unto himself, draws the Magi and all those that came around to see God's word in flesh. And God's come to you, right? He's made you part of his family in baptism. He's put his word in your heart. 
wherever that curse is found, wherever that curse tries to raise its ugly head again, wherever Satan tries to climb in and separate you from God, God goes right in and says, no, this one's mine. I've claimed them. I love them. My son died for them. For you. Claims your heart as far as that curse is found, that forgiveness pours into your life. God has made you one of his children. And now, instead of having a singular point where God is going to draw everybody to, he puts that word into each one of your hearts, into each one of your mouths, and each one of your lips so that you can carry his word as far as that curse is found. Because we see it in our lives. We see the brokenness that goes about. We see the brokenness that works in our homes. We see the brokenness that works in our streets. We see the brokenness in our community. And in that brokenness, wherever that curse is, God sends us to speak his words of reconciliation and love and forgiveness. Because that baby that drew Gentiles to himself in a manger also drew everybody to himself on a cross. And when Jesus hung on that cross, there were Gentiles there as well. We had a Roman centurion that said, surely this was the Son of God. Ed Pilate, who heard his words again and was confused by them, but they still weighed heavily on him. He had others then that got to hear of this beautiful love and forgiveness that God gave through Jesus Christ for all of us Gentiles. We hear those words from Paul. We hear those words from Luke. We hear the words in Acts. We hear the words of God's love and forgiveness and Christ going out as far as the curse is found. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a joyous thing to celebrate. That's a thing to sing about. That's a thing to be thankful for. That's a thing that is beyond any comprehension that we can have knowing that God has done everything for us. That God has done everything to claim his creation back. That God continues to work to claim his creation back. And he works through us to do that. As far as the curse is found. Now, McDonald's has gone a lot of places. There's actually ten countries, though, that they can't go into. They're not allowed to. It's illegal for a McDonald's to open in these ten countries. There's a lot more than that where Christianity is illegal. But it hasn't stopped anything. It hasn't stopped God's word. Christianity is still there. God's word continues to be spoken places where it's not supposed to be, places where there isn't supposed to be any Christians, places where they do everything they can to kill and take away any benefit it would be to be a Christian, yet God's word continues to go. God's love continues to go forth on the lips of his children. God's word continues to claim more and more hearts and souls every single day as far as the curse is found and one day further than that curse is found. Because that curse can't hold a limit to what God does. That curse cannot put an end to God's word. God's word continues. God's word continues to be spoken. And there are times that we feel distant and far from God. There are times that we feel quite far away. 
but it doesn't stop God's word. He continues to send people around us to speak his word in our lives, and he continues to send us to speak God's word into other people's lives, fully taken care of by God, fully forgiven by God as his children, to then speak his word as far as the curse is found. In his name, amen. Would you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for drawing all nations unto you. We thank you for that in the very beginning of Jesus' life, you bring in to his presence Gentiles that really had no part of the family of Israel. Yet you show them that Jesus is for them, and you show us that Jesus is for us. We thank you for the forgiveness that you have given to us through him. And we pray that by your spirit you give us the strength to point others to that forgiveness, knowing that you love your creation and call it back to you. In your son Jesus' name, amen.